I'll be taking this word from Isaiah chapter 40. If you want to turn your swords to Isaiah chapter 40, amen. God is good. We have a lot to thank him for, y'all. And let's keep people in prayer, especially those that are getting operations. There's a lot of people being hit with physical problems. The devil knows his time is short. He's trying to mess with everybody that he can. So let's keep them in prayer. And as you will see, as I read Isaiah chapter 40, starting with verse 28, it's not just certain people who are going through things in life, even the young people. Hallelujah. It's not just the Christians. It's not just the mothers. It's not just the fathers. It's everybody who is going through something. This world is really getting crazy. You cannot go to a movie without worrying about being shot. You can't go to a mall without worrying about being shot. You know, the churches, synagogues, no matter where you go. A man went into Walmart and killed people. He just walked in shooting. The enemy is using his demons and his spirits to scare people, to kill people, to rob people of their joy, and to set fear into people. Amen. But, but God, amen. And people ask, well, why do good things happen to bad people? Or bad things happen to good people, rather. Well, you know, I think we need to just start learning how to say we don't know. So many people want to come up with an answer. We don't know. You know, there have been times where things happened because of man's neglect. Man just didn't do his job right, and it cost people their lives. We're allowing our children to sit back and play those games, killing and robbing and lusting and raping and all that other kind of stuff. Some of those games are absolutely horrible. I don't know if you ever saw them, but they are horrible. You could pick up a prostitute and just do that thing in the back of the vehicle on the game. And the car moves up and down. You could run people over. And they show blood splattering all over the place. You can shoot cops. You can shoot people. It is horrible. I don't understand why we here in America think that's cute. We think it's funny. Or people think it's keeping the kids quiet, right? That's not godly. You know the enemy is getting stronger and stronger. Here's the question. Are we getting stronger? Amen? All right. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Hast thou not heard, hast thou not known that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, feigneth not, neither is he weary, See, God doesn't get tired like us. He doesn't get tired. God meant for you to have joy. He meant for you to have good health. He meant for you to have peace in your life. There is an evil enemy working against that, killing you of your vitality, folks. And we have to recognize this. Amen? There is no searching of his understanding. God cannot get tired, y'all. And read verse 29. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the faint. When you get to the point where you feel like you just can't take it anymore, 
you've been through a lot in your life and you just can't take it anymore, you need help. You need somebody on your side. You need somebody to talk to, amen? He's the one. Learn to not only talk and listen, not only just talk to him, but to listen for him, to him, for his voice. So he can answer you and talk back to you. There's too many people wasting time doing things, listening to radio and TV all day long, doing this and doing that, and chatterboxing all over the place. They go to work, they chatterbox. They go to church, they chatterbox. And some people sit up in church and don't even listen to the preachers preach. They couldn't even tell you what the sermon was about because they're too busy eating food and eating candy and chatterboxing while the preacher's preaching. We have no time nowadays for the Lord, and then we wonder why things happen. And just like I said a lot of times, it's not God's fault. And sometimes it's not even the devil's fault. It's true. It's true. Man is not doing what he is supposed to be doing and wondering why things are going wrong. Airplanes go down, and they find out later that there was a bolt missing or a bolt loose that somebody was supposed to tighten and didn't tighten it. It wasn't God, it wasn't the devil either. Things happen. You know, people drive around with no brakes. They know those brakes are bad when they first hear them squeaking. Okay? And they don't take care of the brakes. And then something happens. The first thing people do is they blame, hey, why God, why would you allow this to happen? Or it's nobody but Satan. No. It's the person that didn't take care of their business the way that they were supposed to. Sometimes it is man's fault. So when things happen, we need to stop blaming other entities, other people, other things. You know, when you don't stay home and take care of your household the way that you should. All right. And your mate is going to cheat on you. We need people. That is the purpose of marriage. Man needs woman. Woman needs man. And no, God didn't make Adam and Steve. He made Adam and Eve. Amen. Amen. See, and it says he gives power to the faint. So when you're feeling down and you're feeling bad, don't let it get to you. Don't let it knock you out and take you out of here. Amen. Just pray. And ask him to help you. Hallelujah. How many of us, hopefully, you're listening, how many pray and ask him to help you? Because he will. He loves answering our prayers, everybody. He absolutely loves answering our prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. He's not the kind of God that will just leave you hanging. He doesn't like watching you suffer and go through things. Amen. He's not that kind of God. He's an awesome God. Amen. Hallelujah. And he loves you. And you know, the word also says you have not because you ask not. Think about that. You have not because you ask not. Have you ever asked him for what you need? Have you ever had a talk with him? Or have you listened to the world more than you have talked to the Father? He doesn't get tired. 
So keep asking him. Just like the woman kept asking the judge and bothering the judge over what she needed. She bothered him so much that he just gave her what she needed. <laughs> because she continued to ask him. She didn't give up. I hope you're not giving up either. Don't give up on a cure for cancer. Don't give up on a cure for diabetes or whenever you pray good health and you claim good health. And while you're cleaning up, you look in the mirror and you say, I claim good health in my life. I speak life into my day today. I speak all good things into my day today. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. I bind witchcraft in Jesus' name. Keep doing it. Don't ever give up. Don't ever stop. When you're praying for your kids on a Monday and nothing happens on Tuesday, pray for them again on Tuesday and Wednesday. Continue to pray. Don't ever give up. That's the secret. God gives power to the saints and to those that have no might. He increases your strength, see? And the more you pray, your prayers are not going unheard. And neither are your tears. The Bible says God puts our tears in a bottle. Amen. You are not going unheard. Hallelujah. He hears you. Hallelujah. He loves you. You're not alone. You're the king's kid. Even in verse 30 says, even the youth shall faint and utterly fall. This is human weakness. There used to be a time where young people, you know, older people sat around and watched young people playing or doing whatever they wanted to do. And they'd go out and have a good time and they'd go to dances and after school and everything, you know. And they had energy. Young people had the power. They had the vitality. They even came up with those movies with the Dracula or whatever. When he bit him and he just dragged all the life out of him or whatever, you know. All those crazy movies. It was always geared towards young people. Did you ever notice that? Why? Because young people have vitality. They have the energy. They have the vitamin D. They have the sunshine in them. The energy of God in them, see? They have life in them. But you know, as time went on, and the more we allowed evil to enter this world, and our eye gates, our ear gates, they got tired and weaker, and the more they played those games and listened to that crazy music, they had those idols above God, idols of entertainment, they got weaker. You notice young people nowadays, not all of them, of course, but they're weaker. And they're led so easily the wrong way. I sometimes wonder my way myself. I would not be surprised if those evil games that they're playing with the headphones and everything, those old evil, nasty, lustful, murderous games, I would not be surprised if a hacker from another country is hacking into those games and signaling things to them, encoding things to their brain, and sending pseudo-signals or whatever to their brain and causing these kids their minds to snap. If you look at these young people that are caught after they caught uh, get caught shooting people, look at their faces. Just look at all their faces. 
they are gone. They're out of here. They look like they do not have a soul. They stare into the camera and they look crazy. Like they have no soul. Something is happening in the spiritual folks. Then we have the government that's trying to tell us how to take care of our kids. And some of the parents just gave up. They got tired of the fight. You get tickets from the magistrate. You go to jail trying to correct your children. Parents just backed off. You know, just a little bit at a time. They say, how did Hitler take over to Poland? A little bit at a time. He caused them to argue with each other. And while they were arguing with each other, he took over. And that's what the devil does. He causes people to argue. And while they're arguing, he takes over. While the government's arguing with the people, and the people who are supposed to be the government are taking over and, and yelling at the government, our kids have no hope. And half the churches aren't even preaching the right Jesus anymore. Kids are looking for help. They're looking for hope. They're looking for comfort. And we are preaching everything except the salvation of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. And that's why verse 30 said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Young people are weary because the ones that are supposed to be teaching them have their mind on something else. Bills, gas, electric, water, sewage, phone, cell phones are $9 million nowadays. Amen? House note, car note. You ever notice it's always some kind of note or something that always deals with money? Somehow, we have to be very, very careful of what we make an idol in our lives, see? Verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Not they to wait upon the loan company. Not they that wait upon the bank. Amen. Not they that wait upon the trustees of the church. But they that wait upon the Lord are going to renew their strength. See, wait on God. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know eagles fly above storms? When there's a storm, eagles fly above the storm. They can look down and see the storm. It's clear where they are. Eagles use the storm to maintain. They use it to maintain their height. They fly on the storm. How high are you? Where are you flying? What do you see when you look down? Troubles? Hey Amen. What do you see? Or do you see a God that is working in your life so much that he actually has you in a higher position in life than you've ever been because he can trust him. He can trust you. And they shall run and not be weary. You're going to run and run and run. And one song says, I'm running for my life. Amen. Sometimes you might feel like you're running for your life, but you want to know something? Run anyway. You might get tired sometimes. 
that God's angels will come just like they did for Jesus and they will take care of you and strengthen you and comfort you. But don't you give up. Just keep running. You're not going to get weary. You can take it. You're, you're the king's kid. And you're not going to be weary. Because Jesus said, come on unto me, all ye that labor, and I'll give you rest. Give it to Jesus. And you want to know something? One of the things I love about our Lord Jesus, you can run and still be at rest. Isn't that something? <laughs> you can run and still be at rest. The devil can mess with your finances and your heart and your body, your loved ones. Mess with your mind and your emotions. But Jesus fights the battle. So actually you're still at rest. Amen. You just experience it. The intrusion of it all. But the blood of Jesus stops it all. Amen. They shall walk and not faint. Walk on, y'all. You remember that song that used to sing, uh, when you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. And this is walk on. And I'm telling you now, walk on, hold on. You say you believe in Jesus Christ? Don't allow the enemy to bother you. Amen? Sit high and look low. Amen? Praise God. Stay strong. Be ye encouraged, God says. And I like in verse 40, chapter 41, and look at verse 10. He says, Fear thou not. For I am with thee, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yeah, I'll help you, and I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that are incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they shall strive with thee. They shall perish. He's telling you right there, he's fighting your battles. And everybody that gave you a hard time is going to wish that they didn't. Amen? That's the word. Because God fights your battles, and he is going to take care of them. Amen. And he said, behold, he said in verse 11, Isaiah 41, 11, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. All those people that have opened doors to the enemy to call herself turning against you, and the majority turned against you because they were children of the corn, <laughs> children of Belial, and you're a child of God. This jealousy, your 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 holiness aggravated their demons. Your spirit aggravated them. And what God is going to do is. He said, they shall be ashamed and confounded. The wicked are going to be ashamed and confounded. So if it looks like they're winning over you, don't pay any attention to that. Amen. Numbers don't lie, but the devil does. All right. Don't pay any attention to that. Because their time will come. Colossians 3.25. What goes around comes around. Their time will come. Don't forget God doesn't operate on our time. 
He doesn't have a grandfather clock in heaven. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt keep them and find them. You won't find them. Those that contend with thee. You're not going to be able to find them. The people that were messing with you, you're not going to be able to find them. Because God's going to take care of them so well. Trust me, I know personally. God took such care of those that contended with me that I can't even find them now. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. Even those that contended with you and war against you shall be as nothing and a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand and say unto thee, Fear not. I will help you. I will help you. Who else do you need? What else do you need besides the Lord? Amen. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but a lot of people, I want to watch my words here, but a lot of people that mess with me in my life are in the grave today, young and old. God fought my battles and I just sat back and let him. So... Doesn't he say, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm? And you will not have to lift a finger. If somebody wants to be your enemy, God will treat them like they're your enemy. They will wish they left you alone. I'm telling you that now. I know it sounds harsh, but there are people in their grave today. And yet, praise God, I'm still living they gave me a hard time and tried to hinder my life and make me look bad and lied on me. So when God says he'll fight your battles, bleed at, as they say. Amen. Some didn't even get to see old age. And what happens is, that's not witchcraft. It's nothing like that. It's pure word. When a person acts like your enemy, God will treat them like they are your enemy. You were a child of the Most High God. There's a word in the Bible that says, David says, your enemies are my enemies, Lord. He knew. His enemies were the Lord's enemies. And the Lord's enemies was his. He said, I hate those that hate thee. Those are some serious words. Now, Jesus tells us in the New Testament to love, right? Everybody says, why does he always tell people to love your enemies? Why would he say something like that? He's telling you to love your enemies. So the ones that are hard-headed and keep trying to come up against you. When something finally happens to them, when a Colossians 3.25 comes back on them, their blood is not on your hands. Do you understand what I'm telling you here today? Their blood is not on your hands. Because all you did was love them. They contended with you. You didn't ask for it. Their families can't come back and say that you did something to them because it wasn't you. They did it to themselves by dogging you and killing your character and harassing you and criticizing you in every moment in time that they could and talking down, mistreating you like your Cinderella sitting in a, in a chair by the fireplace, like you weren't worth a dime. Treating you second hand. God saw it all. 
That's why they say, love your enemies. Love them. Do your best to treat them kindly and nicely. And the rest is up to them. (laughs) God sits back and watches them. And he says, well, well, my son and my daughter, they did what I told them to do. They obeyed me. And I'm proud of them, so let me fight this battle. This person wants to be relentless. They won't get up off of my child. They won't leave my child alone. So I'll take care of it. God says, I got your back. I recently put a video on Facebook called God Got Your Back. And that is very, very true. He sees how people treat you. He knows what people are doing. Even when you don't, God's got your back. Those are some serious words, but they're very true. People bring things upon themselves. Sometimes people do things to you and they know you can't see it. And they think, well, she won't see me, he won't see me. And they think they're getting away with it because they're doing it dark. They think people can't see it, but guess who does? Amen. God saw it. Sometimes people do things to you, and you don't even know they did it. Amen. (laughs) God sees it all. God works in our favor. There are things he has done for you that you, to this moment, listening to this, don't even know about. That's something to give thanks for. Amen. When we finally get to heaven, and God shows us all the things, and all, all the times in our lives, that angels were there to guide us and guard us and protect us, it will blow our mind. It will blow our minds. Amen. He's that good. Amen. Hallelujah. People are tired. Time today is so crazy. People are tired. What we need to do is, what we should do is, find a place in our homes, since it's getting so hard, listen, I know this might sound crazy to you, but since it's getting so hard for us to be able to go out into the public, to go to church, synagogues, since the enemy is out there so thick, we have to prepare, folks. We have to plan. Find a place in your home. And I've heard a few other preachers say the same thing. Find a place in your home That is your portal to heaven. Your prayer place. It's imperative that you do. A closet, a room. Make your own altar or whatever. It takes you into a wonderful meditation. And I'm not talking about the oh, oh, mm, mm thing with your legs crossed. (laughs) You can meditate and pray and talk to God and listen for him. Meditate on his word. Find a private place where you can talk to him. And it's your hot seat and you know he heard you. And you know you hear him. Amen. Because it's going down, folks. Quickly. Amen. We have to prepare. There are a lot of people that need prayer. There are a lot of people that need prayer. 
and we have to pray for them. Amen. You know the Bible says Job got prayed when he prayed for himself? No. Job got blessed when he prayed for his friends. Hallelujah. Pray for people. Amen. The world needs you. Amen. Are you saved? If you're not saved, just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want to learn of you. Be my Savior. I believe you died on that cross and rose three days later just for me. Thank you. Showing victory openly just for me. You became all sin just for me. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, Jesus. I love you. And amen. And if you said that, find a Bible-believing church that knows how to teach the Bible. Find a church where the preacher actually uses the Bible. Amen. Amen. And start learning of God about speaking in your heavenly language and and get baptized. It's not necessary to your salvation, but boy, does it help. Amen. And churches that have Bible studies where the preacher is not, uh, how's the song say? Don't put the preacher on a pedestal. No. Find a church where Jesus is raised high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. Find a church that loves people. Don't find a church because of its race, creed, or color or denomination. Find a church that is free in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, and preaches that entire Bible. Amen. Knowledgeable. The Holy Spirit gives us knowledge. Let me be the first to welcome you to the body of Christ. Congratulations and welcome. The Bible says the time somebody gets saved, angels celebrate in heaven. And they just did it over you, one person. Amen. Hallelujah. They just did it for you. Everything you did before this time is over and done with. If you want to get in touch with me, get me touch get in touch with me at revsi at me.com. I'll continue to pray for you. I have a prayer group on Facebook, New Birth Ministries. And my private page, Esther R. Scott. And I also have the ministry page, New Birth Ministries, on Facebook. So God bless you. Thank you for coming on. And I would love to see you back again (laughs) next Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you and your family. Reverend Essie signing off. Amen.